Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. And Sarah, guess what? What? I am bursting with answers today. And like, like starburst. Like not the <laughs> tropical kind that my kids like, because those are bogus, but the real kind. Like the lemons. <laughs> lemons and strawberries that are my favorite. Oh, the strawberries. Oh, we can fight over those. Anyone who wants the, is it cherry? Cherry. Oh, cherry. Yeah. All the reds. Yeah. No, there's a vast, yeah, a vast difference between the two shades of red there in Starburst. Yes. <laughs> so, Dimity, you have a race coming up, a very unusual, <laughs> unique race coming up. I do, I do. It's like um, about a week and a half away right now, which is as we record this, crazy, but, yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like I've been thinking about it since like. I mean, it's basically, we signed up last October. So, I mean, it's oh. been 10 months. I haven't been training for 10 months. But yeah, um, you know, I am definitely not sandbagging, but I'm just putting this out there. I have no idea how it's going to go. I thought um, it was going to be, you know, three hours or so. It's um, So our our race, what we're doing is we're six, six entries and exits out of the water, the swim run in Casco Bay, May. Six entries and exits out of the water. Um, which is the total of swimming is a little over like it's two and a half miles over six, mm-hmm. like six segments. Yes. And I think eight segments of running over uh, and that's 10 miles or a little over 10 miles. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, half marathon plus a swim, I'm thinking three, three and a half hours maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched a Facebook live with a race director, um, on, uh, the other <laughs> night <laughs> and our race, our race starts at six 30 to be in the ferry at 5.00 AM. So that's going to be nice wow. and early given that it's in Maine and two hours prior to, you know, what I'm usually waking up at. So I'll be waking up at, you know, t- it'll be a Disney wake up. It'll be a two 30 AM wake up my time. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, the last cutoff. So six 30 start. The last cutoff is one 30 PM. So that's oh. giving you, and I'm thinking, I mean, I, I, hopefully we're not chasing cutoffs. I just, there's so much I don't know about this race that, I mean, I know oh. the distances, I know, um, you know, more or less, but it's, it's really going to be an adventure. I mean, given that neither Katie or I has ever swam in the ocean, I mean, there's currents, like depending mm. upon the wind, um, you know, they close the, uh, the, you know, the, the last cutoff is at one thirty because we swim through a major shipping channel. So my like oh. version of like <laughs> an idyllic little bay was kind of shot on that one. Um, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we run over by a barge, um, I have switched from thinking that I could wear some, some road running shoes. I think I'm going to have to wear some trail running shoes because, um, one description he talked about a very gnarly rock, um, mm. Island. Um, so um, and, you know, and, you, and you're going to want to wear, um, and then in Facebook Live, that was a little alarming, um, was that you want to wear either calf sleeves or some people like cut off the bottom of a wetsuit and put the neoprene sleeves around their legs to help them float because, again, you're carrying everything with you. And so you're wearing your tennis shoes in the water, your running shoes yeah. in the water. So the neoprene sleeves help you a little bit with flotation because um, on one of the runs, like the tall grass is really oh. prickly. So you mm. want to protect, she's like, he's like, unless you, you know, have, um, have a lot of experience running through, I don't even know what he called it. And I'm like, how would you get experience? I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing is that there is just no way to simulate this, yeah. um, in Colorado. So, I mean, I've, we've done a lot of swim run, you know, 
back and forth. I mean, I've been running on quote unquote trails, but I mean, they're flat and they're not rocky. You know, I just get oh, out. And you, forget, and you also forget how many tree roots there are out in New England. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. When I would uh, bike or run out when I lived in Wellesley, Massachusetts, it was just like, for the love of God, these tree roots just are going to kill me here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so Katie and I have reiterated a number of times we are going for fun. Like yeah. we are going for fun. We are not going to you know, I mean, you know, if we end up being towards the middle of the pack or the front of the pack, awesome. You know, my guess is that's probably not going to happen. But, um, but you know, so if I can just keep that in mind as I kind of freak out, I'm like, oh my gosh, if we're out there for seven hours, I mean, I know I can be out there for seven hours. I know I have the physical stamina to do that. It's just a different mentality, right? <laughs> yeah, and and I have some gear questions. So, so I know that you got a wetsuit to yes. do this, and I don't understand. Do you then run? in the wetsuit? Yes, yes. So we got a special wetsuit. It's from Orca. They make a swim run wetsuit. And so oh. um, so it's short. It goes, um, it comes up to your knees. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, so it doesn't go over your knees or your calves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has super stretchy shoulders um, oh, and it okay. zips up the front. Um, and then um, it oh. has um, short sleeves. And then you also have arm sleeves that you can wear if you want, depending upon how cold the water is. Gotcha. So then um, what you do is um, if it's a long run um, mm-hmm. that you have coming up. And again, I, I think most of our runs, I mean, I think our longest run is the first one and it's about three miles. And then after that, it's like one to two miles each time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, run, I think I'm putting in quotes as in like <laughs> hike, scramble, whatever it's going to be. Um, you can unzip the top, um, unzip the front and pull the Pull it down. Yeah. down. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. you know, just have a wearing a bra. A bra or, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, and we figured out on our um, workout on Saturday. So you have to carry a bunch of, not a bunch of stuff with you, but you have to carry um, oh. some equipment, including like a, uh, a compression bandage um, if you get cut, um, a compass, um, oh. a whistle. And, our, and we figured out that our whistle is actually on the zipper of this orca wetsuit. So, oh. So there. <laughs> I got that win. <laughs> we need to whistle for help. At least we know where to find that. Um, so, wow. Yeah, so that's that gear question. Any, any others that I can help you with? I've been so then do you a wear a little, I mean, do you have then put that in a fan, the, the compass and the compression stuff in, in a little fanny pack? or? Well, so this, this wetsuit And your nutrition. Yes, yeah, so the, the wetsuit has a little pocket in it. It's not very mm-hmm. big. Um, it can hold maybe two goos in there. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. We probably, I think you stuff a lot in the wetsuit, in the legs or maybe in your sports bra. We have to figure that part out. Um, mm. then and then is like, there- there's yeah. support, sorry, there's support. Yep, along there's the eight way. stations. Gotcha. Yep. And, um, there's eight stations along the way, and you carry either a cup that you can, um, they're, they're very, it's a very eco friendly race. Like, yep. you are, if you are uh, found littering, you're, um, you are expelled. That's the wrong mm-hmm. word, but you're disqualified. Disqualified, yeah, or expelled. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so there's a cup that you can, like, either like carabine to your suit. Um, or, um, or there's like a, they are also giving you like a plastic flask that you can kind of stuff in because you can't really drink in the water. Right. So, um, so they get, you fill up your little thing, grab a sip between aid stations and then, and then keep going. Um, the other thing is you have to have a cord, a bungee cord. I don't think it's bungee, but it's a, some kind of cord that goes between you and your partner. You don't necessarily have to use it, but you have to have it in case you need it. (laughs) 
Unless <laughs> <laughs> she's dead weight and you're just pulling her I along. know, I know. We, we have not practiced with the bungee cord yet because again, like, you know, it's just been a lovely out of the gravel pond. Like very, Katie went out the other morning. I wasn't with her and she said it was choppy and she swallowed some water. And I was like, okay, that's the first time that's happened. You know, hopefully, um, we'll hopefully get a little wind in, in a couple, you know, in a couple more practice swims because otherwise, I don't know, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that actually leads right into, well, first of all, have a great race, but thank you very um, much. Very exciting. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to have her on the podcast, uh, either this one or maybe not the answers one, but the other one, because I think people are intrigued by it. It's this really oh, cool. Uh, Maybe, you know, a bo- maybe a alternative. bonus. Alternative. Yeah. A bonus. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Because we got a lot of things coming up on the regular podcast. So, so but you, talking about running and swimming leads right into our first question, which is um, from Kelly in the far north of Alaska. And when you hear her question, you'll realize she's a gal after our own hearts. Hello. It's uh, Bammer and past podcast guest Kelly, flying from the Yukon in Canada. Summer has arrived in the far north. And for the first time in a long time, I'm not following the training plan. I've been filling my time with swimming. During the week, I run to our local pool. It's about a mile. Swim laps and then run home. On the weekend, I run out to a lake. It's about six miles. Go for a swim, and then my husband comes and picks me up. I know that Sarah and Dimity are also swimmers. I'm looking for tips and tricks for combining running and swimming, specifically when I need to carry all of my swimming gear, bathing suit, towel, goggles, etc. There are no overnight lockers at our rec center, but I have considered stashing a bag at the lake for weekend swims. Do you wear your swimsuit under your running gear? Have you ever run home in a wet bathing suit and is there chafing? Anything you can do to help me minimize the amount of gear that I'm carrying will be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Okay. So, Dim, I was asking you all about, you know, where do you put your gear for when you're swimming and stuff like that? So, I mean, that's the same type of thing that Kelly is wondering about. And I just really admire how she's like jumping into this swimming thing and running with both feet. My goodness. Yeah. I love it. Six miles to a lake and then swims. That's great. You'll be ready for a a triathlon in in no time at all. I know. I know. So, um, so I mean, what would be your advice? I mean, stashing stuff. I mean, I think stashing stuff out at the lake, I think that's a good call. Although I guess up in Alaska, I kind of worry that, I don't know, a, a, some animal might drag it off and suddenly <laughs> be wearing a cap and goggles or something. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would, what I would hate is if she did that and then some, she got out there and she couldn't swim, mm, right. For some yeah. reason, whether, you know, it was, you know, a, a squirrel, you know, chewed through a cap or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so I would say I would definitely want to be like in control of my own destiny there. Mm-hmm. I think like a fanny pack um, or, you know, a tiny little, you know, spy belt or whatever they're called, you know, yeah. just carrying your cap and goggles. Um, I mean, yeah. the biggest thing that I would invest in, if this is something that um, Kelly thinks that she's going to do is um, a swimsuit. I, I don't, the size of your chest is really what is the yep. factor yep. about whether or not you can same thing. In a suit, yeah. So in a try, in a tri- well, and also in a, a run in a suit, and and if you know if she's small enough busted, I th- your point was going to be she could swim in a, a run in a tri suit, right? Or you or, know, or she could just run in a regular swimsuit. I mean, Katie and I again, like we're like a minuses at this point in our lives. You know, like we have run in our regular tier swimsuits. You know, um, just with a pair of running shorts over them with no yeah. or anything. Um, but, uh, so a couple of things, I mean, a, a tri top is actually a really good idea. Um, you could do that with a pair of tri shorts that are, so that's built for running and swimming, right? So you mm-hmm. can have that beer outfit. You could invest in that, or you could invest in, um, an athletic bikini, right? That like Athleta sells or Speedo sells them or Tier mm-hmm. probably has them. And so that's obviously going to give you more support on the top. 
and the bottom, you know, so, so that you have your chest is, you know, it's not going to be like a super duper sports bra, but it's not going to hopefully be too painful as you go out to the, those six miles. Also, though, I mean, I'm wondering, saying that, that there really isn't that much difference. I mean, certainly an athletic bikini is cuter, but she could also just swim in, you know, if she is larger busted, she could swim in her, in her sports bra. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then, and, you know, wear some little shorts or, you know, I guess she could swim in capris or fitted shorts or something like that. Yeah. Well, so yeah, under our swim run wetsuits, we're wearing, I'm wearing like, um, like little Lycra, like Saucony shorts, right. That are just, mm-hmm, they're, they're mm-hmm. built for running in a sports bra. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a lot of ways you can do around it. And if you are worried about chafing, you can, um, you know, definitely do some body glide where you need to, um, prior mm-hmm. to the run. But I mean, if your husband's picking you up, that's great. He can, so he can bring a towel. You exactly. Know. Bring the towel, bring some, a dry sweatshirt and, you know, some loose pants if she wants to put those on or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I admire the, that I was thinking about last night that, so when she goes and swims at the rec center, then she's putting on her run in sweaty clothes after the swim, you know, and running home in that. And I kind of admire that because, you know, like that's the worst when you go somewhere and you forget to bring a change of, like when I have like run and swim and then I forget to bring along another set of clothes, I'm like, ugh, I have to put on my dirty running clothes. My sweaty running clothes, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the truth is like, so sometimes, I mean, I typically feel like I need a shower after mm-hmm. a pool swim at a rec center, right? Because they can tend to hyperchlorinate those things. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to want that anyway. And then you're, if you're going to run home, you're going to get sweaty again. So it's just that, it's that, you know, that momentary like, oh, I got to put on these, you know, shorts that have some sweat in them still or whatever. But, um, yeah. but I agree. It's not, it's not the most pleasant feeling, but it also... And also- she could also just save on room when she's running to and from the rec center. She could get one of those little sport towels that are like a chamois. Yes. You know, so um, so then she doesn't have to bring the, you know, the big family bath towel or whatever. Yeah. So, because um, I sort of would just almost shake off like a dog and just, you know, you're wet from the, from the pool. You're going to put back on your sweaty running clothes. It doesn't really matter how well you dry off. Yes. And my hair never looks very good anytime. So it doesn't matter. And that's what a running hats for yeah i was about to say a baseball hat for sure and you know i've been known to um when i forget a towel use the paper towels which is yes know, super yep. not yep. helpful yep. and super not absorbent at all but like again it gets the job done enough to yep. get you running i mean the biggest thing of course is to worry about you know the temperature outside in alaska mm-hmm. you know it's going to go a lot um drop a lot faster so we want to make sure that you know she's warm enough and doesn't mm-hmm. um you know compromise with what because wet hair you know mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, grandma. It can make you get a cold when you go outside with wet hair. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's listen to this question from Marsha from Cedar Falls, Iowa. Hi, this is Marsha from Cedar Falls, Iowa. I'm a mother of two and grandmother of five. My question is, how do you know when you're at the point that you should stop trying to improve on your speed? And just accept the fact that you're never going to be as fast as you used to be or that you'd like to be. And then how do you reprioritize your goals once you do accept that fact? I love your podcast, and I'm looking forward to meeting you at the Eau Claire Retreat. So, Dim, this question really hit me where I live these days. <laughs> yeah, well, so how are you, how are you dealing with that? Because I know that speed is a big 
um, priority or it used to be a priority in your mentality about running? Yeah. So I, 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 so I, yeah, as I write about in tales from another mother runner, I had thought I let that train pull out of the station very slowly. <laughs> and, uh, I thought that my speed days were behind me. And then, you know, it was a, a comment from Molly that when we were doing pickups or whatever, you know, a little short tempo blast. And she was like, Sarah, you really ought to work on your speed. I think you could still churn out a fast one. And there, that was the start of my second Boston qualifier through the help of a coach. So that's, that's what I think that, that I think you innately, for me, I know I innately felt like it, there was just no denying that it was harder to, to hit the same paces that I had been hitting. And just somehow not letting that eat you up. And I really can't even, rem I don't know. Like I, I just maybe don't talk about it so much on social media. I don't know if that's something I, <laughs> so for me kind of turning inward a little bit helped. Mm -hmm. And um, so then, um, but then, but if you don't feel, if you feel, you know, or if you have that feeling like, Oh, it might still be there. Or someone says something to you, hiring a coach, made the world of difference and made me realize that I could with proper training and drills and smart recovery and those sorts of things, I still could regain speed. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's really, um, you know, it's really about what Marsha wants right now. I mean, it sounds like she still wants to, you know, feel like she has some, some RPMs in her legs, which is great. And so you do have to but you do have to realize that things change with time, right? And but but you know everybody else is going through what you're going through, right? So if she's so we know that she's a mom and a grandmother, so let's just put her at 55, right? Mm -hmm. All 55 year olds. I mean, we all are. You know, it's all shades of gray. Like some people are going to be on one end, and some people are going to be on the other end of this range. But everybody is dealing with some version of what you're dealing with. It's not like you're going to be out against women who are you know feeling like they're 35 when they're yeah. in your age group, right? So mm -hmm. remembering that, I mean, I guess it's sometimes it's hard to remember because it's so easy to get sucked into your own situation. Um, yeah. And so, you know, like, I mean, the other day I was at the pool and there's this um, young woman, you know, and she was like, oh, my back really hurts when I'm swimming. I'm like, how could your back hurt? You're like young, fit, short, like you don't have to fit in, you know, like all these things. And I'm like, oh yeah, right. We all, you know, we all carry some burden, right? So, yes. so that was, um, that's helpful to know. And then I also think it's just kind of reorganizing how you think about your running, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you give up on your time goals. I'm not saying that, but you do reorient them a little bit. So, you know, I mean, we talk a little bit about, you know, having PRs in each year, decades, having, um, I don't know, I mean, she, the, the Marsha's past this, but having a post-baby PR, having a yeah, post-second PR. Or do different distances. So then, you know, your first 10 miler, well, you just set a PR in that distance, you know, or do exactly. a, a, a 15K or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing is you can just take, I mean, this is what I, um, you know, do a lot is just take your mind off your splits totally, right? Like give, come to a race with a different goal, right? And so maybe that is helping a friend through her first 10K. Maybe it is passing as many people as you can after the six mile mark and a half marathon, which means mm -hmm. pacing yourself really well. Um, maybe that is, one. you know, um, you know, taking a selfie or um, wearing a, I don't know, wearing a costume or whatever it is. But, you know, it's not like, you know, the difference between, you know, I know that innately it feels very different. But when I see that, say, 
you ran a 203 half marathon versus a 213, like there is no difference in those 10 minutes to me. Like you mm-hmm. ran a half marathon. Oh my God, you went 13.1 miles. You're a mother, you're a grandmother. You are respect yourself to stay in shape to run 13.1 miles. Oh my gosh, you are freaking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you can kind of zoom out and remember that perspective and not be like, oh, but it was 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's, you know, waiting at a couple stop signs and going to Starbucks, you know, yeah. through the drive through right? Like it's not, it, it, it is a lot in the running world, but when you zoom out and have a little perspective on what you continue to be able to do and what your body continues to be able to do, it isn't that significant. Yeah. 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 Amen to that. So well, moving from a question from a grandmother to an expectant mom, here's Elizabeth from Maine. Hi, my name is Elizabeth, and I am a soon-to-be mother runner from Maine. I have been an avid listener of your podcast for about two years now, but until now, I couldn't add mother um, to the front of my title, but I am newly pregnant. I'm in my first trimester, and that brings me to a question that's both about motherhood and running. Um, I'm a scientist, so I understand all the things that can go wrong in the first trimester of pregnancy, so I've been dealing with anxiety And it's been pretty bad. And typically my go-to for dealing with anxiety and stress is to run. But my running has also suffered lately. I'm exhausted and I feel incredibly slow and all of those things that happened during the first trimester. Um, So I would just love to know if you guys have any advice about the things that people can do um, to maybe – get used to this, these changes that happen um, in pregnancy and how to deal with the stress of pregnancy and all those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, and if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. Thank you and keep up the great work. I love the podcast. Thanks. So I, Elizabeth's question really pulled at my heartstrings. It's, you know, it sounds like she's really worried from kind of a biological, molecular, science standpoint. I know science is not a scientific term. <laughs> um, that, uh, it works for me. Yeah. But, you know, so I would say let's start by, Elizabeth, know that once you get out of your first trimester, I, I think a lot of um, anxiety is going to be lifted off your shoulders. Do you agree with that, Tim? Oh, definitely. I mean, the first time you hear the heartbeat, um, you know, and I don't know if she's heard that or not. Did did her message say that or no? No, no, I hadn't. Okay. Oh, it's just that she was in her first trimester. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so that is a huge, um, a huge relief, right? And anybody who has been in a situation at a, you know, in your doctor's office where they can't find the heartbeat, that is, that is very hard. And that, but that is no fault of your own. It is no fault of what you did or didn't do. It's just the way that the genetics lined up for this particular mm-hmm. situation, right? And that's that's not there, you know. I mean, I yeah, it's just it's just it's very easy to be very um, critical of yourself and get very anxious because you think you can control it. But one of the things that pregnancy <laughs> taught me, and I think m- many of us who were athletes in a previous life, is how much control you do not have, (laughs) you know, and that's a good thing, right? It prepares you to be a mom, but like all of a sudden, you know, this body that was yours and you got to decide how fast it ran and when you worked out and how you were going to feel. And, you know, and you knew that if you ate A, you were going to feel like B, or if you drank Mm -hmm. C, you were going to feel like D. And all of a sudden, all those equations go out the window with pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my favorite chocolate ice cream now makes me feel like crap. That's not fair. <laughs> God 
that stupid baby, you know, like, um, and all those, I mean, all those things. And so, I mean, I guess the, the, the bigger thing that I would want say about this is that it is, it's just not in your control, right? It's just not in your yeah. control. And so, yes, you can do all the right things. Of course, we want you to sleep and eat well and go for walks, you know, I mean, don't stop moving in the first trimester. I mean, that's, that's the other thing I would say. And I mean, you can speak to this, Sarah, cause you kind of stopped running when you had the twins, but it is really, really good to come into the hospital as a fit mom or a fit oh. mom to be, right? Oh, I mean, I was forever. So, so as you indicated, when I was pregnant with the twins, I stopped running. I think it was seven weeks. It could have been nine weeks. I'm not, I'm not remember. All I remember was right after a run with Ellison and I had some spotting and it put me in such a fearful place. And when the nurse said, you know, you know, you don't need to keep running. Like, well, you got a lot, a lot of risk here, you know, or a lot, you've got a lot riding on her or something like that. And I was like, you're totally right. <laughs> like, and so, but so it switched over and then continued to have some health problems or, or concerns throughout the twin pregnancy. And, but was always asking my doctor, well, you know, she'd be like, okay, things are looking pretty good. And I'm like, okay, great. So does that mean I can exercise for 25 minutes instead of 20? She's like, ah, oh. And um, I remember the, the day that um, I ended up having preeclampsia and um, she, the doctor called and I knew I had to have a C-section because of um, John being breech. And, and so uh, she said, okay, well, could you uh, come in and meet me at the hospital, you know, at t today or some later this afternoon? I said, on one condition, she's like, what? I'm like, if I can go swimming first, she's like, ah, oh, fine, go swimming first. Um, so, um, you know, and, and for me, swimming in both pregnancies was such a relief. Oh my goodness. I mean, as Elizabeth, you know, will find so, you know, you, there, you experience so many changes when you're pregnant. And for me, I had um, swelling in my wrists and ankles and I guess hands and feet too, toward the end, toward the end of each day. And so swimming and getting in and having that osmosis and that kind of pressure of the water against my, my flesh just felt so good. So, you know, um, suddenly it became imperative that I get to a pool more often than I do in my usual life. So, sure, sure. So yeah, so the bottom line, I mean, the bottom, I mean, obviously your doctor is your guide, right? Because he, mm -hmm. yes. you might have health situations that you need to um, be aware of, but then also know that like, you know, you know, once you hear the heartbeat and then as the, as your belly starts growing and you feel the baby kick and, you know, you can definitely see progress, um, you know, through ultrasounds and the way that you're feeling and everything like that also is a nice, um, it's like a way to get right on your yeah. spirit, right? You're like, okay, yeah. things are moving in the right direction. And so, you know, I, there's nothing wrong, you know, well, again, clear with your doctor, but if you walk through this whole pregnancy, awesome. You know, if that's what it is, that's great. You know, if you can swim and you like to swim, do that. You know, if you, if you feel like you want to try running and it feels good. I mean, I just didn't run because it felt like crap. I felt like my <laughs> hips were going to break. I felt nauseous. Like I was just like, mm, I don't need this. Like this is my body is working hard enough by itself without me having to force it to lope around the neighborhood. So, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do to, to, um, to keep moving forward, because, you know, I will say like going into the hospital both times with, um, my kids, you know, they were just like, wow, it's, it is, it's just a different situation when your body at least is used to, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, not movement, but you know, like there's just something about um, having taken care of yourself as, as best you can during pregnancy so mm -hmm. that you, um, the, the delivery is as smooth as it can be.
mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, yeah. and I'm no OBGYN, so I could be totally, you know, making a really bad comparison, but I just feel like that, that has been my experience at least. Yeah. 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 So well, let's wrap this show with this ask for advice from Amy from Bel Air, Maryland. Hi, this is Amy from Bel Air, Maryland. I have three kids. I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a little guy who's about 10 months old. And my question is, what's a good way to make other mother runner friends? I hear you talking all the time about your mother runner best friends and your BFF runners. And I just, I'm kind of new to the area. I've lived here a few years, but I made friends through like the kids, but I'm looking for more of a running friend. And I was just wondering, you know, for all kinds of advice, how to meet some other friends who maybe we can get out and get some pavement in together or run some trails just so we're not doing the miles alone. Thanks. Have a good one. So Dim, how to find running friends. Um, That is a good one. Yeah. and I mean, there's, there are so many ways, but it requires you getting out of your shell, Amy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that you're in a shell. You may be, you know, a wide open raw t- tortoise and, you know, and you won't, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a little, it's a little, um, you have to you, put yourself out there. You put yourself out there. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, some of the things that come to mind for me, um, is, you know, I don't know if you're three-year-old or two-year-old or going to a preschool yet, but often mm-hmm. you will see moms, um, in their, you know, athleisure wear, their running wear, their capris or whatever. Um, and, you know, maybe they go to yoga class, but you could start there, you know, like, oh, you know, where, where do you like to do yoga? Go do some yoga with her. Maybe then she likes to, you know, maybe she also likes to run. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that, you know, asking just being, you know, casual conversation. I mean, you know, Similarly, if you happen to know of a group of women in your neighborhood or you see them out, I mean, another friend, Joe, um, my, our friend Joe, who I did the Grand Canyon with, the way she started running, she mm-hmm. saw what is now her best group of friends out running. She stopped her car and said, I want to run with you. And <laughs> I, I mean, love that. Yeah. I mean, so that is, I mean, again, that's putting yourself out there a little bit, but nobody's going to say no, you know? I mean, and yeah. if it is, and then it's not a group you want to be with, right? So right. good point. Good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, she mentioned that, that she's kind of, um, you know, has lived in that town in Bel Air for a few years. I say just bring up the topic with the friends she has, because maybe they are, maybe they currently run a couple miles on the treadmill, you know, and so that maybe they've been thinking, Oh, I wish I knew some places to go in our neighborhood. And so then the two of them can go discover things together. And, and I mean, for me, you know, I, Molly and I joke that I, formed her and <laughs> she was kind of my Frankenstein's monster, you know, that I was like, oh, I'll just build my own best running friends. <laughs> and then, you know, she just kind of would listen to me talk about my runs and she was like, oh, I want to, I want to get out there and do that. You know, give me some advice. And and we started going and that's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then um, also certainly there's running groups, whether it be from local running stores or an athletic store or Lululemon something like that. I mean, so many stores these days have running groups that, that head out, you know, in the evening or Saturday mornings or whatever it is, particularly if there's a, a big race, you know, I would think, um, I looked up where Bel Air is. It's, um, North of Baltimore. So I know the Baltimore running festival is in October. So I bet there's a lot of groups that do training for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, 
you know, and it's not like they're going to say, oh, well, let's see your registration for the race before they let you go on a group run. They're, you know, they're, it's the more the merrier. So, um, and then also I was thinking about given the, um, the ages of our kids, um, Amy should maybe look into moms run this town or moms on the run. You know, that, those are, those groups are ideal ways to meet sporty moms with kids with similar ages. Totally, totally. And just going back to the running store or the athleta or whatever um, mm-hmm. that you may go to, you know, sometimes you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, Thursday night at 630, that's when, you know, Caitlin has piano lessons. Because I'm sure that, you know, uh, as a three-year-old playing the piano at this point, right? Achieve, achieve, Amy. You got your children have to achieve. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, um, you know, but but whatever for whatever reason, your husband works late, or you have some kind of commitment. Um, you could also just go for one time, or make it once, and then go like and just check it out, right? And you can also like cherry pick a friend from there, right? And oh, say, totally. Like, this is not, you know, I love this idea, but I can't make it now. Do you want to try to meet on Saturday morning? You know, mm-hmm. so don't mm-hmm. just because it doesn't work once maybe you can slide into your schedule with a babysitter give it a go and see if you can oh, you know so, come up with plan b so true so true so i am i'm not much for big group runs and particularly in the in the evening like i if I, i've run out of juice by that time so but i went to one i'm assuming maybe it was for something to do with you know another mother runner or something but went to one and just had the m- most amazing conversation with this woman who and we went out of a, a Lulu store and um, we got talking. And it turns out that she was using the sing the same infertility practice that I was that I had to get my twins. And so she was trying to get pregnant for the first time. And gosh, you know that whole, you know like we say so often, you know when your eyes are on the road, you can speak from your heart. And we had the most profound conversation about infertility and desires to have children and all that stuff. And I I just still that was. I don't know, eight, eight years ago or something. And I still regret not getting her phone number. I wonder whether she ended up getting pregnant. Sure. Like you just, it, and that was, I don't know, a four mile run or something like, so it just, all it takes is one run, one connection. And there you have a running friend. There you go. My last little bit is sometimes, um, you know, when they're in a train, like a mother club, we also have another mother club on Strava. So Strava is where, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so we have a big, another mother runner club, and then each train, like a mother program has their own little private Strava club. So you have to be in one of the programs to get into that Strava club. But, um, I have seen plenty of friendships blossom because they're like, Oh, you live in the next town over, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can find them that way, um, either by their Strava routes, by stalking them on Strava, or mm-hmm. I mean, in the train, like a mother club, we often do little sound offs, like where do you live? And, um, mm-hmm. and plenty of people have met that way. So if you want to find, you can look up another mother runner on Strava and that's one way or, um, or, you know, of course, the train like a mother club. So yeah, definitely. It's, and it's once you find that, you know, you don't have to have a, a posse, right? You can have one person and you meet once or twice a week and it makes the world a difference in your motivation mm-hmm. and your entertainment on a run. So don't, yep. don't, uh, you know, you don't have to shoot for the stars. Just look for one, one friend right now. And, and maybe um, mm-hmm. beyond that, you'll, uh, you'll gather yeah. some more. Exactly. Yeah. One friend leads to another and, you know, you can have one friend that you do speed work with another one you do long runs with. You have you know, multiple people who meet you up to support you on a longer run. I mean, there's, it's, it's like a patchwork quilt. Exactly. So, yeah. And, but, but I think back to the initial thing that you said, Dim, I think the um, first and foremost, it's putting yourself out there and, and making yourself a little vulnerable with a couple asks. Yes. My so. last PS, I promise this will be short, <laughs> but the group runs, I mean, it's the same thing that I was talking about at Orange Theory Fitness. They can be intimidating, right? But you show up and I promise you, there will be people who can run 
six minute miles and there'll be people who are running 16 minute miles, mm-hmm. right? And no one's going to judge you for wherever you fall on that spectrum, right? Yeah. And I, I know that sometimes we get really nervous to do that, but you know what? Like, and the, the reality is, is you might push yourself a little bit more on a group run, you know, to, mm-hmm. to keep up with somebody who might just be just a, a titch faster than you. So yep. again, don't, you know, you, you don't let that limit you, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. So, so pleased we got uh, more questions than we could use. So that was Yay! delightful. Yes. And um, so, but if you do have a question for us, again, the number is 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Jim, I think we even got a question or two people actually called while they're running, either that or they had. Oh, I love it. Yeah. They, yeah they so definitely some out of breath ones. Yes. Out of breath ones. Yes. Yes. So um, also want to urge you to subscribe to the AMR podcast on whatever um, podcast system or program that you app that you use, and then ask that it uh, set your settings so that it automatically downloads um, because that is how other people, uh, the more people who download our show, the better it is for us, the more sponsorship we get, the more the more support and ultimately the more people who find our show. So, um, and Sarah, at the end of the day, the more Starbursts we can share. And really that's, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Cause I'm sure there's somebody out there who likes cherry ones. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so keep the questions coming. We're here with answers and strawberry Starbursts.